Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 15th of October 2022 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. We have a story for you today that we've waited for a long time for, but the wait was worth it. Hong Kongers know what's been happening here in past years, but for those listening from overseas, our performance venues were shut down from January 2022 until June, when we finally got Hinu up on stage to tell her story she'd been holding on to for almost six months. The wait was worth it, though, and we're really happy to be able to share her story with you here now. After Hina's story, we'll hear a story from Rachel, a student from a workshop taught at Harrow International School in Hong Kong. Before we get to the stories, though, a huge and hearty thanks goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Thanks go out, too, to our overseas listeners, particularly today to listeners in Sydney, Australia, Boardman, Oregon in the USA, and Karachi in Pakistan. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. We're very pleased to say that workshops are filling up again and we have another show being prepared for November 23rd, 2022. Our lovely Madeline will be hosting and the theme for the show is Say What? There are a couple of pitch workshops up on the meetup now and if you want to seize the day and try your hand at telling a story on stage. Find links to the meetup information about the process and all sorts of other tidbits on the website www.hongkongstories.com Hong Kong Stories It's better than drama It's better than comedy It's real life And now from our June show which was originally our January show which had the theme Reveal Here is Hinu Eight years ago, um, I was working in a company filled with party people. Many of the people who worked there were fresh out of university and wanted to continue the party into their working life. That sounds like fun to you probably, but for me, not so much. I am an introvert and back then I was very quiet. Um, The first day that I joined the company, the secret introverts in the office immediately identified me as one of them. And they invited me to a secret introverts meeting in a little corner of the office where there were a bunch of books and uh, we could talk about, they could tell me how to survive working here. So the main thing was to always look like I was having fun at the many parties. Otherwise, Someone would notice, and then they'd make me drink shots with them and dance with them, and we really don't want that. So so, um, I adapted to the company culture as best I could. Um, I went to the parties, I looked like I was having fun, and then I went home to read a book. And I even made some friends. So all good, until I learned about the company's other tradition. Every year, they would take all the employees on a weekend trip, and that year, they were taking us to Morocco. I was so excited until I saw the itinerary. It was basically a party trip, just one party after another, and just two hours of sightseeing, which is the bit I wanted to do. This is the textbook definition of a first world problem. So so I decided that I would just be optimistic, pack a book in my luggage, and take the 
just get on the flight to Marrakesh. Um, so the plan for the first day was eight hours at the pool, two hours of sightseeing, and then a party, and then an after party. <laughs> oh, so I got to the poolside bright and early, and I immediately felt really uncomfortable because I was in my swimsuit, and it felt just the same as parading around in my underwear in front of my colleagues, except that despite feeling so exposed, I also felt like a prude because most of the other women were in bikinis and I was in a one-piece. So I didn't even know how to feel. Um, so I wasn't a good swimmer, um, so I decided to not get in the pool and embarrass myself. I also wasn't keen on day drinking, so I was having a really hard time trying to look like I was having fun. I also... Um, I also didn't want to go and hide in my hotel room because then I would have FOMO. Um, that's the curse. Fortunately, um, I, I suddenly noticed that my introverted colleague Daniel was sitting alone. Um, he was a really good work friend. Um, we could talk about anything and I really trusted him. So I decided to go and say hello. And um, Daniel told me that he was going to book a massage um, at the hotel spa. I thought that was a perfect idea. I could pass two hours, get a nice massage, and I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. So Daniel and I went um, to, the, to the front desk to book our massages. Um, the price was really good, so we decided to go for the full body massage. Perfect. So I went down to the changing room, and I took everything off, and I put on the nice soft robe that they provided. And then I went to the massage room. Strangely enough, also standing outside the massage room was Daniel. <laughs> and he was also in his robe. Um, the massage therapists arrived, and we explained to them that there had clearly been a misunderstanding, um, and they had given us the same room. And they said, no, no, we booked your full-body massages, just like you asked. And I said, look, don't worry about it. We can just do my massage in another room. And they said, but we gave you the couple room. Um, and there is no other room. So here I was on holiday with two options. Option one, just go ahead with the massage. But I had already been feeling awkward in my swimsuit in front of my colleagues. I wasn't ready to be in my birthday suit. Or option two... Um, I could go back to the poolside where everyone was really drunk and splashing each other and, you know, like, ugh. So, <laughs> so I, I really didn't know what to do. And I looked at Daniel. I was kind of panicking now. And I looked at Daniel hoping that he might have some ideas. Um, but he didn't think this was a really, that this was such a big problem. He just wanted to go in and get his massage. Um, and in that moment, I realized that because of our different cultural backgrounds, Daniel and I might be looking at nudity a little bit differently. Daniel is from Germany, a more, a more liberal culture. Whereas I am an Indian woman from Hong Kong. Not one, but two conservative societies <laughs> in one confused human being. So... 
Meanwhile, the massage therapists were just standing there staring at me with absolutely no interest in my dilemma. So finally, Daniel suggested that I go into the massage room first, um, get on the bed, look, you know, face down through the little headrest um, and cover myself with a towel. And then he would go into the massage room, get on his bed, and nobody would flash anybody. So I thought that was a good idea. I trusted him. We went ahead, and it all worked out very smoothly. But for the first five minutes of the massage, I was not relaxed at all. All I could do was lie there thinking about what I had done in my life that had led me to this exact moment. Um, But thankfully, the massage was so good that I forgot about the naked colleague three feet away and just enjoyed myself. Um, Finally, the massages came to an end. And just as before, they covered me with a towel and everyone left the room, leaving me alone in the massage room. As I put my robe back on, it suddenly dawned on me that maybe the massage wasn't as good an idea as I thought it was. What if one of our colleagues had seen Daniel and me walking into the massage room together? What would, what would they think? Would they start to spread rumors about us? Would they, would, they realize, would they think that the quiet, introverted new girl was actually kind of freaky? Some of our colleagues really love to gossip. At that point, all of the relaxation that I had gained from the massage was completely gone. So I went back up to my hotel room to get ready for the sightseeing trip. I was so afraid of what my colleagues would think when they saw me next, but I had to get, get back out there. So I gathered my courage and I went down to the lobby where we were supposed to wait for the tour guide. As soon as I got there, one of my colleagues saw me and immediately shouted, hey, I heard you got a massage a small crowd started to form around me. It seemed like everyone wanted to know about my massage. I braced myself for the inevitable question. Then my colleague spoke again. So how was it? I'm thinking of booking one for myself tomorrow. So she wasn't asking me about Daniel? It turned out, None of those people had any idea that just an hour ago, I was naked in a massage room with my male colleague. I was so relieved that I actually did have fun at the two parties that night. Um, By the way, Daniel and I are still friends today, and we have never spoken of this incident again. I love the idea of the secret introverts giving instructions on how to survive around their more extroverted colleagues. I hope everyone has that kind of support network. Our next story is from a workshop at Harrow International School in Hong Kong. Again, this was performed during a 2022 performing venue ban, so the students of this project performed over Zoom. Rachel did a lovely job, as did all the students. So here is Rachel. 
the best thing about going back to my dad's hometown is the food. Chewy noodles soaked in delicious beef stock, free-range chicken with stir-fried fresh vegetables, and soy sauce steamed fish. It's basically the only thing I look forward to. Four years ago, we went back to see extended family, and they decided to take us on a five-hour road trip to a spring, hot spring hotel in the mountains. So there we were, in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by lush fields of beautifully monochromatic rapeseed flowers. Bright yellow lined the sides of the dirt road we were traveling down, and the bright blue sky contrasted the dark green mountains around us. At this point, we've been sitting in this cramped little car for three hours, and everyone needed a rest. Coincidentally, we see a cute little family restaurant down the road. I mean, it was literally in the middle of a farm, so the food would be as fresh as it gets, right? Unable to ignore the growing rumbles within our car, my dad pulled over. My younger sister and I eagerly raced to a table outside the restaurant and sat down. Slowly, the rest of our family joined us. A middle-aged woman, whom I assume was the restaurant's owner, walked over with with a menu and a notepad ready to take two tables worth of orders. She went around whilst my dad and uncle argued over which dish we wanted. But we finally settled on a few stir-fried vegetables, bamboo shoot fried egg, many bowls of rice, and of course, chicken. The waiter walked away and I resumed to playing piano towels, which is a mobile rhythm game that I'm sure many people have downloaded at some point. Whilst I was playing the game, waiting for the food to arrive, my sister looked over my shoulder and cheered me on as I tapped away at towels. My finger fingers speedily hit every note, not missing a beat. Suddenly, my combo streak was broken by a loud squawk. Dang it. Wait, a squawk? I slowly turned my head to see the owner with the chicken in one hand and a cleaver in the other. The chicken's call for help successfully attracted our whole family's attention as we watched in silence as the lady swiftly sliced the chicken's neck. Blood pooled on the ground as the chicken struggled for its life. I could almost see fear in its eyes as if it was begging us to help it. Naturally, my sister burst into tears and sobbed while the rest of my family laughed at this absurd situation. My dad's family grew up in a rural setting, so they weren't unfamiliar with killing chicken for food themselves. However, they had never seen this happen in front of them in a restaurant before. As for me, perhaps I spent way too much time on the internet but the only thing I could think of what was about was how annoyed I was that my high score was disrupted. Obviously, instead of calming my sister down, I turned back around and started playing piano towels again. It was like a symphony of my sisters crying, a chicken squawking, and a really bad instrumental rendition of Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. I just couldn't concentrate and I kept misclicking. Frustrated, I turned back around to witness the lady dipping the chicken in boiling hot water and plucking the feathers off of its now lifeless body. My dad escorted my sister back into the car while my aunts and uncles continued chatting as if my sister wasn't just emotionally scarred. Looking back, the weirdest part of the weirdest part of the situation was not the chicken being slaughtered in front of us or the fact that most of my family were unfazed, but it was the fact that I lacked any reaction to the situation. By no means was I a brave child because I was practically afraid of everything, and I also loved animals. So I swear, it was very out of character for me. My sister, on the other hand, swore to be vegan, but gave up after a few weeks of not eating meat. And I'm sure you're all dying to know, the chicken wasn't even that good. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. 
The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>